Welcome to the Sparks Podcast, your go-to source for all things holistic wellness. This show is all about igniting your inner spark and helping you shine your brightest. Each episode is packed with tips, tools, and inspiration to help you create positive change in your life. I believe that when you spark your inner fire, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So get ready to ignite your passion and create a life that's full of joy, vitality, and purpose. This is the Sparks Podcast. Welcome back to the Sparks Podcast. My guest today is Mary Bartu Jacobson, an anxiety coach and Reiki practitioner. Mary's work focuses on the body and the soul, balancing physical, emotional, and spiritual systems, and integrating this with essential oil use. I'm very excited for you to get to know Mary today. So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ashley. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, I'm very excited to have you and to have the audience here all about the amazing work that you do. So we can just jump right in. Um, Would you mind sharing about who you are? What's your story? And how did you start doing what you do? Yeah. So it's interesting how as we as we go through life, our story, like a, I don't know, like a snowball or like a tumbleweed kind of picks, picks up nuances, right? So I used to tell my story with anxiety. Anxiety, um, I'm an anxiety coach and a Reiki healer. And um, and I use essential oils kind of in interspersed in there. Um, and I used to tell my story kind of beginning um, in, in elementary school when I started getting sort of panicky about certain situations and, um, and then, you know, kind of just kept, kept it on a low, low simmer. My anxiety was just kind of always ever present, but never, never huge until I got into um, high school. And then it really, it really got bad. Um, But still, I wasn't, I was like keeping a tight lid on it and felt like I was broken. Right. I mean, I think that that is for a lot of people who struggle with, um, health issues, maybe particularly mental health issues, but you know, um, we feel like everyone else is going along living their life perfectly beautifully. And I am the weirdo here. Right. Which is so not true. The the more the more people you talk to, the more you're like, oh, actually, everyone has a struggle that they're going through. Um. So, but uh, to back up just for a minute, I actually think that I mean I know that there are so many people that struggle with anxiety, and um, for many of us, it's just because there's something that has really dysregulated our central nervous system and our our reaction to stressors. Um, so as I have, as I have lived my life, I've really realized that for me, I was kind of hardwired for, um, freaking out because I was born a month premature. I had a birth defect. I spent the first, you know, six weeks, like in the NICU. And I think that despite the fact that I had a pretty, you know, lovely childhood and, you know, nothing, no, no, like 
ginormous stressors there. I just think that my central nervous system was like hardwired for freaking out. Um, but anyway, fast forward, like I kind of kept it on the down low, kept it on the down low, which I really actually think kind of just allowed it to, um, feed on itself and get bigger. And, you know, like just felt so embarrassed about it. And then finally, when I was in my, in my mid twenties, which is so interesting that that's sort of your, um, for that's kind of a lot of your audience, maybe is the quarter life crisis. I had the most intense quarter life crisis. I had two small kiddos. My kiddos are 14 months apart. They're now grown grown ass adults, but, um, (laughs) they, so they were very close together. And I, so I was already like kind of a stress case, but then I wasn't sleeping because I had these two babies back to back and the lack of sleep with my already kind of dysregulated central nervous system. It just put me over the edge and I couldn't hold it together anymore. Like I reached a point where I could no longer keep it to myself. I could no longer keep it even just like, you know, just me and my husband knowing about it or, you know, my sister knew. I mean, I would like lay on the, I remember distinctly, like basically feeling like my life was one entire panic attack. Mm -hmm. I felt like I never came out of it. I remember like laying on the bathroom floor, just like feeling the cool tile under my cheek, sort of like keeping me grounded to like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, and I, I reached a point where I was just completely dysfunctional. So yeah. So I reached the breaking point really, where I was like, I can't do this anymore. If this is what the rest of my life is going to look like, I don't think I can do it. And, you know, and here I have these two small kids and, um, you know, I remember my husband being really worried about me, like worried to leave me alone with our kids. And the fascinating thing now is looking back and realizing as I started to let people know about it, everyone was shocked, right? Like I had done an amazing job of hiding it. I had done an amazing job of seeming like I was the calmest person on the planet. So that definitely informs my work at this point a lot. Just that like, I mean, the, the moment that I reached out and, and started to talk about it, that's the moment that I started to be able to heal. Right. It was like everything up until that point was like feeding the dark. And like, once I reached out for help, that's when I started to bring the light back in. And I was pretty, bound and determined not to use medication. Um, and I tried a lot of different things and honestly, none of them really, really worked. The thing that for me, so, so starting to talk about it was huge. And then finding people, I actually found, um, two different women that I worked with who themselves had, were recovering from anxiety And that I found to be the most helpful thing to talk to other people, other women who had been in my situation and could say to me so confidently and completely, you will be okay. Mm 
You will get through this. That's really what I needed. And so, so then I really started the work of like figuring out what were the tools for me that felt most resonant and helpful. And, you know, there's a certain amount of talking that is so good. So good. And then there's all that stuff that just lives in our body that needs the somatic healing that is, that is not actually the brain it is below the brain and no amount of talking is actually going to help us um do the healing on that cellular level right Mm -hmm. so so that's where like i've started like like bringing in some other modalities like the essential oils and like reiki yeah so you have such an amazing story and it's I think a lot of people can connect with you too, especially the visual of your cheek on the bathroom floor. I felt that one in my soul. I've been there and I feel like so many people have been there. Um, So I'm curious, kind of what was the, what was it like for you transitioning from going through all of this yourself and finding your own healing? And what was the transition like into then helping others Mm -hmm. starting Mm -hmm. the business side? Yeah, it was, it was pretty organic, right? Because um, I, I ended up just kind of among my friend group being, being a big support system for other people who were struggling with anxiety and, um, you know, could just give them that same confidence that you'll get through this. This is not the end. This is not your forever, your new forever emotional home. Um, so I, I really started just by talking to friends and realizing that I just, I loved it. I loved being able to provide that light for other people. Um, and I, yeah, so, so really it just was pretty organic that way. Um, and then the Reiki piece actually, so, so being open to talking to people about it, like that was already a thing. And the Reiki piece was actually kind of by accident. Um, there was a friend of mine who is a Reiki master and she was offering her very first, um, her very first Reiki attunement. And I, I didn't necessarily feel like, oh yeah, that's going to be part of my life path. I just thought I want to support this friend. And so I went and I did the attunement and it was cool, but it was, it's interesting. Like it was, it was subtle. It was Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. It actually felt really familiar. I realized that my mom, when I was a kid, did a lot of Reiki with me without actually calling it that. But she, in, in retrospect, I've talked with her and she was like, oh yeah, I, I got a Reiki attunement and I used it on my family. Um, but Anyway, I did this, the level one, and I thought, you know, that's cool. I might use it a little bit with my family. And then, um, and then this is kind of interesting, Ashley, this is like kind of, it's like a woo-woo trippy moment, but I, okay. I encountered, yeah, I know like the woo-woo trippy moments. Those are the best. Oh yeah. Um, they're the ones that we like, we're always hoping for, um, so I was talking to this, I, I, uh, there was a woman that I had just met. She was like through a friend 
And we ended up spending, having this adventure together. We went on this, a bunch of us went on this rafting trip. And, you know, we'd been talking about all kinds of things all day. And towards the end of the day, she goes, Mary, I'm supposed to tell you that you need to do Reiki. Like she kind of just got a download. Like you need to do Reiki. And I like, like you just said about feeling it in your, like deep down in your bones. I went, I, I just like, it's like, I came into it. I felt it like, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I hear that. I feel that. Um, so I, I think of, I think of the, what I have going on right now is this sort of beautiful little, like, um, like a three-legged stool, right? Like, like talking to people, um, like doing the coaching, I bring in a lot of different modalities and, you know, talk is one of them. Um, but then Reiki provides such a beautiful energetic healing. That's not, it's not physical it's, well, it's not, I mean, it's just like ethereal, right? But it is so deeply impactful for a lot of people for their healing. Because really what it does on a, on a deep level is it brings our systems into balance. Mm. And from that place of more balance, that's where we do our own healing. Yeah. And, um, And then it's interesting how the essential oils also like, that's what they do. It's plant medicine that is bringing your system back into balance so that it can heal itself. And then, yeah. And then in the, in the coaching that I do also, it's very much about like, okay, let's, let's rediscover your center where you feel grounded and balanced. And from there can start to do the healing. I love how it all works together. And I also mm-hmm. love the story of finding Reiki as a modality for you to teach because I feel like I often hear coaches and healers and a lot of us have similar experiences where you realize, oh, okay, I'll listen to you, universe. Uh-huh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, so that's really okay, cool. I didn't expect that message that way, but I hear you. Can you, mm-hmm. just for those of in the audience who don't know Reiki or haven't done it, can you explain yeah. kind of what the, what a Reiki session is like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Reiki, Reiki, actually um, the literal translation is universal life force. And what it is, is the Reiki practitioner is basically a conduit for you know, like everything is energy, right? And so what a Reiki healer does is just sort of um, opens up space to kind of channel energy through. So they're not using their own energy. So it's not sort of like all wrapped up in what I'm bringing with me energetically, right? It's like, nope, that is, that's my own stuff that's staying And similarly, like I'm not getting all energetically intertwined with the client. I really am just like channeling energy through. And so what that does is, so I do Reiki both um, in-person and distance Reiki. Um, So in person, what that would look like is I would 
have my hands just really lightly on different places on your body that are sort of energetic centers and just kind of, um, I'm not, I'm not directing the energy particularly. I'm just letting it come through and then it goes where your body needs it. So sometimes, you know, people will have all kinds of different experiences. Some people will, um, just have a very meditative experience. Um, some people will see colors. Some, most people, most people, um, leave a session with a really profound sense of being calm and grounded. Um, it's, yeah, it's really just like, it's very just slow, quiet, subtle work. Um, but it, yeah, but it allows, allows for such change. Um, and then in terms of a distance session, it, uh, I do a zoom session where, you know, we're, I'm, I'm playing music. We're listening to the same music. I actually love to do Reiki sessions where I have a Reiki, um, essential oil blend and I will like send that to the client so they can like, we're, we're smelling the same things and we're like sort of vibrating at the same level. Right. Um, and then because it's just a universal life force, it can literally go anywhere. Um, and yeah, like, again, you just end up, sometimes people will like, um, oftentimes I'll let, I'll tell people. So what I want you to do is just open yourself up to receive basically like the, like imagine just sitting in sunlight or like a glowing, beautiful light that is just nourishing your body. Like that's kind of my, that's my visual for it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. When I did, I was telling you before the call, um, when I did my session, I mm -hmm. was fully cognizant the entire time, but my watch clocked that I was sleeping <laughs> because I was that relaxed. Oh, yes. I love yeah. that. I love the metric there. Right. Like, like my heart rate mm -hmm. had dropped so much that it was mm -hmm. just barely awake, you know, but mm -hmm. I you know everything that happened. I was, my eyes were open. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really fascinating. It's a really interesting experience. I would recommend everybody to try it at least once. I know. I, yes, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to some of the the anxiety coaching and and how that mm -hmm. works in with the Reiki as well. Um, so you talked about you felt kind of alone. You said, I am the weirdo is kind of what you felt mm -hmm. and embarrassed. And I'm wondering, you know, there's this, this, um, not saying, but this idea going around that the world is so much more anxious now. And maybe mm -hmm. that's true. Maybe so many more people mm -hmm. have anxiety disorders or depression or whatever, but I wonder if it's gotten easier to talk about. Oh, I'm curious your thoughts on that, on mm -hmm. the, the ability for people to bring it out into the open now, um, if it's mm -hmm. more accepted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yes. And also no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it depends very much on the community that you're a part of. And Instagram has been so interesting for that because I'm talking to people all over the world 
And, you know, there are definitely places in the world where um, it's, it's still, you know, you don't talk about it. You don't talk about it. You don't, you're like, you don't, you definitely don't go to therapy about it. Um, I would say here in the United States, in many communities, it is much more um, of a, not like, do you have a therapist, but who's your therapist, right? (laughs) So there's, there is more openness to like, I'm, I'm getting help for this thing and it's, it's all right. Um, and definitely like when I say pretty much in any situation, when I talk about what it is, I do people I'm talking to are like, Oh, well, I could use an anxiety coach or, Oh, my sister could use an anxiety coach or, Oh, you know, like everybody knows somebody at least who could use that. So right. It might be that we're more anxious and there's so much, um, I don't know. Like I, I guess I have to say, I feel like we're in this evolutionary period where we are like, things are coming out into the light in order to be healed. That's really my sense. And so it's not like uh, we're just an- more and more anxious and there's no hope, right? It's like we're we're feeling anxious and actually there's healing available. And through that healing, we go deeper with each other and we're more resilient. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I totally yeah. feel you on the feeling of collective healing going on and I hear that all over the place too it's not like it's just coming up in this conversation like astrologists are talking about it and healers and human design experts and so many people so I think it's a really exciting time Mm -hmm. but could you share about kind of from your perspective the difference so if someone's stuck in not wanting to talk about it right now in being feeling Mm -hmm. embarrassed Mm -hmm. What is kind of the difference between how you were feeling in that, that moment, feeling stuck and alone versus once you finally talked about it, what is that kind of alleviation mm. like? What can they look forward to? Why should they talk? Mm. About it, you know? I mean, the, the, one of the things is that as I started to talk about it, I realized that I was so not alone, right? That like, other people, while maybe they didn't have my exact same struggle, they had something that that was sort of relatable, right? So it actually made me feel closer to, to other humans in my life, right? I felt like, oh yeah, we have this thing that we can really, we can relate about that, that we've been keeping hidden from each other. Um, so certainly, yeah, like more depth, in relationships, um, with anxiety, there's so much just like holding it together. Like you are expending an inordinate amount of energy, just holding it together. Like you don't have extra. A lot of the time you don't have extra to be spontaneous or to, um, just, uh, or to, to relate on a deeper level or, 
or show up the way that you want to show up in the world, right? Sometimes you're like, I'm showing up kind of like an asshole and I sure wish I wasn't, but I kind of can't help it because I'm freaking out. Right. Um, so it really like, I just feel like it, I remember really distinctly feeling like, I don't feel like myself, right? I don't, this isn't me. This isn't who I want to be. And as I started to talk about it, I could re-member, remember, re-connect um, with my true self, um, which just made me, it just, uh, the that feeling um, of really intense anxiety is so limiting and so constrictive and claustrophobic. And as I started to come out of it, I was like, it just was this expansive energy. It was an expansive energy in my body. I wasn't holding it tightly together all the time. Um, it was expansive in terms of, um, like for me, one of the main symptoms that I would get is feeling like I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. So this expansiveness in like, I can breathe, but also in a sense of possibility and, um, like, starting to dream again. Yeah. About what could my life be? I love that. And I feel like there's, for some people, there's gotta be the feeling that this is just who I am. This is the way that my life goes. This is what I experience. But what you're saying is you might not even know who you can be or who you are. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful way to put it. You might not even know yourself yet. Right. You without anxiety, you being open to the world could be mm -hmm. so beautiful. I love that. And I love the, what you talked about with the breathing, mm -hmm. like being able to just breathe freely and not feel mm -hmm. that constricting in your chest. And mm -hmm. it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, um, uh, I was at a wellness resort and I was in a room with mm -hmm. I don't know, 20 some people. And this goes back to your comment about feeling alone and not knowing others have the same experience. Um, we all wrote down kind of what we wanted to let go of, what we wanted to put in the fire burn, mm -hmm. uh, our thoughts about ourselves. And we went around the circle and I'm not kidding. Every one of the 20 women in that room wrote that they were not enough. And it was so powerful because everybody said, whoa, all 20 of us think this, that can't be true. Like we're all telling ourselves a lie, right? <laughs> and it reminds wow. me of what you're saying, that once you voice it, mm. wow, very powerful. Mm. Right? Like things that are hidden. Yeah. Just eat away at us and bringing them into the light does, the, does some healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for if somebody were to ask you, like they're going through this right now, they haven't told anybody about it. What would you say to them? What's like a first step? Who's the first person to talk to or a first place to go to start that process mm -hmm. of getting it off your mm -hmm. chest? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I would say it's probably going to vary for a person from person to person. Some people probably have people in their life who they haven't shared with who are actually going to be a good support for them. Um, some people don't. And in that case, you know, find, find people, um, find, you know, like there's actually so much community to be found, um, 
online for better or for worse. But in this case, I would say for better, um, like, for example, I have a client who's in the Philippines who a huge part of her healing before we started working together was she found a group of people also in the Philippines on Facebook struggling with anxiety, right? So they weren't people that she encountered in her everyday life, but they're people that she could really start to share with and like, oh, you feel like that too. And actually really, really she shared with me that very quickly she started to um, realize that she had some coping mechanisms that were actually kind of helpful that she could share with other people. Right. So as she, like, she was sort of felt like, okay, well, I'm a toddler on my journey, so I can help the newborns here. Yeah. You can always that, people one step behind you. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they say. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's actually so helpful to have someone that close to say, Oh, I remember that here. Let me help you up. Right. Exactly. Well, I keep asking you questions. I got this is such a good conversation. <laughs> I was going to move to my normal questions, but I have another one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Good. Uh, so for your coaching, mm. uh, so it sounds like there's different pieces. And you said this before the call, before we started to tape that it's kind of, you need the, the mind, body and spirit healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about the combination of the modalities that you use and why it's important to have them all together? Yes. Yes. So in the throes of anxiety, so many people will experience um, physical symptoms, but also just so much going on in the brain. And it can really feel like this whole thing is just in my head especially when there's people around you who are like, well, just don't think that way. (laughs) Oh, "Oh, um, yeah, I've actually tried that. It doesn't work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's actually, it's not all in our heads, right? So there are tools certainly to help with the like, you know, like meditation, which doesn't work for everybody or journaling, or, you know, there's all kinds of things that can help with that kind of anxious, monkey mind, but there's also so much going on, on a cellular level in our central nervous system, um, that is not, you know, like things might trick you is oftentimes anxiety will feel like it's just out of nowhere, but actually there is a little blip that you, your brain didn't even register, but on a, on a cellular level, there was something that set off alarm bells. And so doing the healing on a somatic body-based kind of subconscious below the brain chatter um, on that level is really important in addition to the the mind stuff and then the, and then yeah spirit it's just that sort of like moving moving away from that constriction into a sense of expansiveness like there is possibility there's possibility for me to get through this there's possibility that tomorrow's a new day. There's, you know, just, I think that there's hope. I mean, honestly, like the spirit healing is really just the hope piece. Absolutely. And I love that there's, that you do so many things too, because I feel that many people may try one modality or one mm-hmm. thing and don't see the results that, that they feel they should get. And 
there's mm -hmm. other options. There's more to try. And I think that's very inspirational to hear. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Not every tool is for everybody. That is the truth of it. Yes. I love it. Okay. Now I'm going to move to my other questions. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, so first of all, this has just been incredible. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I know people are getting so much out of this. Um, but I want to ask, first of all, um, what are you consuming right now? Not food, but in terms mm -hmm. of like books, podcasts, whatever mm. you're bringing in and learning from and all that good stuff. What a great question. I love that question. Love this question. Um, it's yeah. purely selfish because I want to build my own list, but <laughs> uh -huh. it's a great one. Yep. It's a great one. Um, well, so I'm reading the body keeps the score. I've heard of that. I imagine you have. Uh, which is actually very much, it's about trauma and sort of how it forms and how we store it and how to release it and move through it. Um, which I absolutely love that, that I'm listening to it and it's fun to hear it. Yeah. Um, then let's see. Okay. Just for, well, one of the books that I, I'm always expanding my library, um, I got this book recently called Fuck Anxiety. <laughs> seen that one too. Have you? <laughs> I've okay. read it yet. But <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like it's very bite-sized. Like, are you feeling like this? Try this. Are you feeling Ooh, like nice. this? Try that. Um, like really, it's not super heady. It's just like, what are you feeling? Let's deal with that right now. That didn't work. Okay, move on. Try this other thing. Um yeah I really yeah I really appreciate her approach um what else I'm uh I'm getting ready to lead a women's retreat and Ooh. I'm reading a book called I forget the name of it so I gotta pick it up um it's called chakra rituals awakening the wild woman within oh my gosh I gotta write that one down yeah by Christy Christensen um, it's really fun it, because uh, this is actually very, um, very pertinent because for me, when doing Reiki healing, I'm definitely incorporating those um, energetic centers of the chakras. So, yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. So many good things. All added mm -hmm. to my list now. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So my second question that I ask everyone is my business is called discovering sparks and it came about in 2018. I think when I was at the lowest point that I had been up to that point. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, but I realized I was on a walk one day and realized I saw a yellow daffodil and I was like, God, I love yellow daffodils. You know, it gave me such a spark and it really reminded me there's these things, regardless of what's happening in your life, there are these sparks that you can discover mm -hmm. and collect and keep with you that are going to remind you that life is beautiful and everything will be okay. So I love mm -hmm. to ask my guests what their sparks are. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely reminds me of that what sparks joy. Yeah. Um, I love to garden. Yeah. So watching new, I definitely remember that during the pandemic when it felt like everything was bleak and hopeless, like watching things sprout. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
okay, we're going to be all right. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely enjoying gardening and, and getting more and more intentional about it. One of the things I'm like converting my yard, my grass to a um, native plant space. So, you know, just does good things for the ecosystem. It means I don't have to water it. It, It's so, so much good. Um, and then moving that out into my community. So there's this sort of ripple, right? Like I'm a crazy plant lady. I have tons of plants in my house, but then my <laughs> yard, I'm like doing good for the, that little local microcosm. And then I'm also helping to plan a community garden for, um, for anybody who is like needing a space to garden, or even just some of the produce will be available to anyone. So moving it out into the community so beautiful it's I was gonna say a metaphor for life but it actually just is life (laughs) like just you know showing that life goes on I love that you said that about during the pandemic to see yeah it's gonna keep moving so Mm -hmm. god I cannot garden anything for my life it has been my life's hope that I will one day not kill the plants that I own but (laughs) I love it um before I get to my last question, I had a secret special question just for you. Which, what is your favorite essential oil? Ooh, that is such a good question. <laughs> I love neroli. Neroli sparks joy. It is a spark. Oh my gosh. It's really an interesting one. And I know I've taken so much of your time because I just, so anyway, good. but I'm going to tell you about neroli because the cool thing about it is there are three different essential oils that come from the same plant. So it's the wild orange, the bitter orange tree. So um, there's a oil called pettigrain, which is from the bark from the wood. Then there's wild orange, which is from the fruit and neroli are the flowers and they are such distinctly different smells and they have such distinctly different um systems that they're helpful with it's so cool so um but neroli it just oh I could just bathe in it yeah so orange is kind of a the orange the fruit is kind of an energetic use right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what does neroli do so neroli like all flowers actually is like amazing for your skin it can be just really like soothing um it's also pretty uplifting um but yeah I like to use it basically just for my skin and for my sense of like mm-hmm. next time I go to the store I know what I'm picking up <laughs> yep love yep. it Thank you. Okay. Last question is, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to tailor it to the work that you do. So Mm -hmm. if somebody is currently in the throes of anxiety disorder and feeling like they're the one on the floor of the bathroom with their cheek on the, on the tile, can you give them like a one to two sentence pep talk? You know, what do they need to know? What should they hear right now? What do you wish you heard Mm -hmm. in that moment? There are so many tools and so many tools that are going to be the right ones for you. You're not, this is not your forever place. I love that. Such an important Mm -hmm. message. There is Mm -hmm. an other side of the rainbow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
thank you so much. How can people find you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So, um, I do want to be clear that I work primarily with anxiety, but sometimes that's not even anxiety disorder particularly, but more even just like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I have way too much stress in my life. Like really, that's a great time before you kind of topple over into full on anxiety. Um, so I am at on Instagram. I am at Mary Bartu Jacobson. And on Facebook, I am also at Mary Bartu Jacobson, anxiety coach and Reiki healer. I think that's anyway, you, Mary Bartu Jacobson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I also, I mean, I think, yeah, those are the, those, are, I have a website also and it's Mary Bartu Jacobson.com dot com. Excellent. Easy to find. And I'll link to all of those in the show notes as well for people to find you. Beautiful. Ashley, this was such a delight. It really was. Thank you so much. There's just so much that I got out of this. So I can't imagine everything that everybody else got out of it too. So thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Mm, My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mary. I think there were so many great nuggets of information, particularly realizing our collective connection and how we're all really in this together and we're not alone. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend and post a screenshot on Instagram and tag me and let me know what your favorite part was. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.